1: Hey, everyone. We want to give you a heads up that we'll be in Austin for South by Southwest this Saturday. And I'm so excited. I've never been to Austin or South I'm by Southwest. going to eat so many tacos. Oh, it's going to be amazing. We're going to do a live episode of Here to
2: Make Friends at the South by Southwest podcast stage at the Fairmont Hotel on March 10th at 5 p.m. We're going to talk all things Bachelor and Bachelor adjacent, talk about the weird gender and racial politics of the franchise, why we are so compelled by this show when it's been on since 2002. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: If you want to come see us live, visit South by Southwest, that's SXSW.com, where you can purchase a badge to see not only us, but all the inspiring conference sessions, music, films, and other awesome stuff they're doing down there. He is not a country singer I want a third time with Brad Womack
0: Yes (laughs) Bring him back Is he still single? He's not married I don't think (gasps) We would have heard about it He's
1: 45 Can't wait to see what (gasps) 23 year olds they would bring on Oh my god a 50 year old batch Oh my god
0: that would (laughs) be so great Live for it Live for it
2: Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows.
1: Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Day (laughs) 4,722 of The Bachelor season 22. Um... Another night, another night of bachelor, another night of the bachelor finale. It just keeps going. Will it ever end?
2: Will we be here forever? It it feels it feels like that right now.
1: Yeah. And yet apparently it's over. Allegedly it's over. And yet we still have to watch Ari and Lauren like making the rounds on every morning show. In and America. yet I haven't because I'm that excited for them to be off of my tv screen if you really want to vent a lot of spleen at ari I just recommend checking out his segment with kelly ripa she really she really lays into him i still haven't watched it and i guess we need we need to do that after this podcast but first (laughs) to
2: talk about the finale and also her new book we're joined by the definitive chronicler of bachelor world for the la times and author of new book bachelor nation amy kaufman
0: I'm so glad to be here. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the pod. We're finally, so glad to finally you're have finally here. Later. Yes, Allison Williams and I talk about you guys all the time. Oh my um, God, stop it.
2: We may or may not, the four of us, be on an email thread, an intermittent email thread that is very entertaining. Yes, <laughs> and I'm
1: glad
0: that Allison, who was like one of the lone Ari fans out there, eventually changed her tune as the season unfolded. This was a rough season for an Ari fan. Just <laughs> Charlene real rough.
2: Charlene, also I think like the finale was rough Charlene. for her. She yeah. was an Ari fan? Yeah. she was a real
1: Ari, Ari defender. A lot of people I respect were Ari fans. Yeah, wow. And it was sad to watch <laughs> their hopes be completely shattered. Also I was reading I don't read Reality Steve because I don't like to be spoiled, but I finally last night was like, now I can read all the spoilers. Oh, I love yeah, to do I that. Love going back. I haven't done it yet. Spoilers are hilariously bitter and nasty. Like, there's so much. Just like you, Ari Sheeple, all thought that he really <laughs> Ari cared sheeple? about love. I think he at one point said Ari Sheep,
0: and then he also had Ari Crazies. Oh, he loves to use the term crazies. I don't yeah. know why. You know, listen, I I respect what Steve does. It's not fun, and yeah. it's it's hard to get those you know scoops when you have like abc like suing you you. but um he does get very angry he gets very angry (laughs) i mean i guess if it's like
1: really stressful and uh a really intense job you might just be left like really coiled really tightly and then you sit down to write your recap and you're like all you idiots doubted (laughs) me and uh, lo, i have risen above you triumphant but it is cathartic Um, to go back and
2: read those things and we
1: have a lot to get into
2: We thought we were just going to be talking about (laughs) Amy's amazing new book, but unfortunately for, or fortunately for you, Amy, you get to join us to recap. I know a
0: lot of people, including my own friends in my Bachelor group, like, oh my God, there's so much Bachelor this week. I'm like, guys, do we not love this show? Like, what's happening? Shouldn't we be happy? <laughs> I'm just, like, tired. I think with the yeah. Winter Games,
2: it was just so many hours, so many weeks in killed, a row. That the Winter Games pushed and me I over. loved the Winter Games. Oh, my God, it was so good. I obsessed, and I that was just a pure pure delight but for here's, me. But
1: the thing is, I also love the Olympics. I also covered the Oscars this year. Right, I've had enough time with hours. my TV. I need space from it. I'm going <laughs> on a vacation. And I'm not bringing my TV, um, and th- it's not really that I don't want a two night finale. It's that I wish they hadn't previously just given me seven hours of Bachelor a week. So, I'm t-
0: I'm ready for a break. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say I'm down for
1: it. <laughs> Amy will take more, more Yep. If I you could just no add, add on
0: another another after show
2: with more—well, you know, if it was just a bunch of the women from Ari's season shitting on him,
1: I, I'd probably watch that. That's true. I would still watch that. I think they should be making the rounds of the morning shows. Because uh, I just—I can't hear Ari again say, I was never really— committed to the relationship because I had these feelings and I just had one foot in and the other foot out. Wait, what did he say And Ripa? I Ripa that hokey was so pokey. disturbing? No, uh, it was just that Kelly really laid into him. She did? Oh, yeah. yeah. She called him shady a bunch of times. Yet. She called him shady? Oh, yeah. Love, Love it. it. She, like, called him out for posting a picture of Lauren's socks that she gave him while he was still with Becca and being like, oh, yes, were you heard hoping story. she would see
0: that? And he was basically like, yeah. Wait, I just heard um, today that... Lauren and Ari had met before the yes. show, and also that they didn't show them writing letters to one another throughout the season. Oh, they were writing letters. Yes, that I'm like I, I would Catherine pay her to read Lauren's letter, babe. Like, there Maybe was a it point, give us some insight.
1: Yes, there was a point where they showed her journaling during the finale, and I was like, oh, come on. I know. Like, I had I had my most ge- my,
2: I had my most genius tweet about her journal. Yes, that's true. Screenshotted the. That screenshot from A Christmas Prince of the notes. And I was like, IRL, look at Lauren's journal. Sadness. I thought it was good. That's my favorite (laughs) meme of all time. Me too. Um, Anything, any Christmas Prince reference, I can get in there. (laughs) It's considered a real win.
1: um, I do still have a lot of thoughts about this finale, especially the night we haven't recapped yet. So I think we need to... Okay, let's zero in. We started last night kind of where
2: we left off essentially they sort of give us that recap of what we had watched the night before as though we could forget the emotional trauma Uh, and then they show some really sad footage of becca doing an in the moment
1: right after she got dumped her face is still swollen with tears she's wearing the same outfit and they have a producer asking her do you still love him and she says yes and starts crying again and then meanwhile, there's Ari doing his in the moment still in his breakup outfit being like, I don't know. I just really hope that Lauren takes me back because if not, like this will all have not been worth it.
2: I've never <laughs> seen a proposal so – I mean a proposal, a breakup so devoid of know. genuine <laughs> – empathy for the other person or like emotion at all for the other person I feel
0: like I would have actually been okay with him going to Lauren if he had handled that breakup better me too Mm -hmm. I don't be with someone if you're not into it just treat them with some effing respect like when you break up with them yeah and don't say you are a hundred percent over them three seconds later a thousand percent he said a thousand thousand. percent
1: Lauren asked if he was a hundred percent over Becca and he said a thousand thousand (gasps) percent
2: Wow. And we know that there were... So it, someone said dated the, the time that he went to Lauren. It w- was early February. So there was like a couple weeks, two weeks. What do you mean? If we're being generous. Went in in to... between the breakup and when he went to Virginia. Oh, but he had started talking to her on New Year's. So yeah. it was like a month?
1: Yes. And also Lauren is playing it for the cameras. Like, so yeah, we do see Ari go to Virginia. He knocks on the door. It opens. Lauren flings herself on his neck and then is like, I have a lot of hard questions for him before I decide whether and I'm gonna take him back. No hard questions.
0: I mean, what are what? you really gonna ask? But listen here, like I feel like <sighs> Maybe if you really, really loved the guy and he's making a decision that is going to definitely invoke the wrath of Bachelor Nation, I could see you considering getting back with him. But yes, ask ask the questions and watch the breakup with Becca. Don't you want to know what your dude is capable of? I cannot believe she
1: didn't watch it. It's messed up. And then to not watch it, which Ari and Lauren both say they didn't watch it. And then for Lauren to sit there and say... I know that he handled that breakup as respectfully as he possibly could. How can you know that? That You know less than everyone else watching. That was the only moment that that I was upset with her. Because generally,
2: (laughs) I'm like, I can have empathy for wanting to be with someone who has come back to you after they broke your heart and saying, I made a mistake, I love you. I completely get that. I do not fault her for getting back together with him. I don't fault her for... I don't fault her for really anything except how dismissive of Becca that both that entire exchange with Chris Harrison was. And, yeah, speaking as an authority on how your soon-to-be fiancé handled something that you didn't even hear about or watch.
0: Yeah. What do you guys think about the fact—I mean, obviously, we saw a lot of backlash online about filming the breakup, and then Becca just turns around and signs right up to be the Bachelorette and said that watching the footage actually made her have some closure. So, like, is she being willfully blind? Are we—should we be okay with it if she is?
1: One thing that I always find really gross, (laughs) to be honest, is when the show and Chris Harrison as the voice of the show— Asks the contestants to sign off to the audience directly about their own exploitation. Like when it's Chris Harrison being like, we've gotten a lot of criticism, but you guys are fine with it, right? Tell our audience that it's fine. Like have some, some, some confidence in your own show like if you need the victims right. to defend the show then you've already admitted shown your craving right. and that exactly. was the same issue that i had with the way they
2: ha- handled the bachelor in paradise stuff actually was that it, they put it on the cast to outline consent and to defend whatever had happened uh, and it felt That's like a similar a point, it yeah. felt like a similar vibe last night and i i do think that becca is entitled to have conflicted feelings about it and i understand that if she is going to be the bachelorette which people i saw some people being extremely critical of that decision i can't fault her for wanting to kind of take that narrative back feel like she had this heartbreak and turned it into an opportunity i think that's a really natural feeling to have a hey, um, financial
0: opportunity
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a financial yeah a financial opportunity i mean i just and it's also an opportunity sh- to like
0: Redefine your story
1: in the public eye. That's not what I was going to say. Maybe this is petty, but to supersede your shitty ex and his new fiance, to be like, you're not going to get to be the story anymore. No one cares about you anymore. But I'm the new bachelorette. And I'm marrying Banjo Babe. Um, Interesting. I would have picked the Cockney gentleman if he can learn to talk less. I was really into the banjo. No, Banjo Babe is like (laughs) wells, but like upped. But then he started talking and I was like, I liked you better when you were singing. That's never good. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe I was so seeing, Amy, like I'm We'll get to nuts. that eventually. Okay. We'll get to that. By the way, the In the Moment of Becca, we didn't see any of that last week. We get this post. Last week, you mean Monday. Monday. Oh, my God, <laughs> Monday. Years ago. Um, she really gives a little more context for how out of the blue this was. She says they had been talking about, you know, getting rid of her apartment or her place in minnesota they had talked about where they were going to live together they had talked about their plans for the future she said a week ago so like even after in theory ari had talked to lauren he was still talking to becca about making plans for the future that yeah. is why
2: i don't buy his whole thing of well i was just so upfront and told becca every step of the way if you were setting up a call with Lauren and you said it was for closure, but in your mind you wanted to check if the door was still open. That's not being upfront.
0: Right. And I think the one of the worst things which the women who were on his season said at that end when they were all like sitting on each other's laps was that he would not have Maybe reached out to Lauren or sorry, he wouldn't have broken up with Becca if he didn't have the assurance that Lauren would get back with him.
1: I mean, That's and he gnarly. basically said that because when he is making his approach to Lauren in Virginia, he basically says that it would have all been for nothing and wouldn't have been worth it to go through the ba- breakup with Becca. If Lauren didn't take him back. And I'm like, well, if you really didn't love her enough to be with her, then it would have been worth it to set her free. But it seems like it doesn't matter to you whether you're wasting her time. It doesn't matter to you at all.
2: Nothing that Ari said last night. And this is what really. You guys are firing me up. Made me angry at him. (laughs) God, I went into the finale truly trying to be like, Emma be kind remember he's a human being have empathy and i so i was primed, priming myself that way and then like, everything he did made the worst case for himself yeah. he had he did not seem to give two shits about this woman that he was engaged to yeah. it was just and i understand there's an element of relief when you when you go through a breakup and something you've been thinking about sure again i'm trying to have all the empathy and yet at least if you're prepared at least have something prepared that Sounds as though you care about this person. At least Uh, show any emotion. I can't even recap him anymore. And then when you are talking about your, you know, going when you're with your new fiance or having like a hashing out conversation,
1: don't just throw Becca under the bus repeatedly. Yeah, that was crazy to me. I understand Lauren's questions. I think that it's kind of crazy to expect someone who's in love and who wants the man to come to them. To be like, well, I'm really worried about, you know, my competition. Of course, Lauren really wanted to hear that he was committed to her. But he knew this was being filmed and that Becca would see it. And he chose to say with no hesitation that he was 1,000% a thousand Becca. percent over Becca. A thousand percent. He showed that she was like, why would you pick Becca? Oh, I just thought she'd be a good wife and mother. Oh, yes.
2: That was the other thing. She's safe. She right. would be a good She seemed like a, seemed a, like a good. Meanwhile, a he good said, wife. oh,
0: Lauren can't utter a sentence before to Becca. It's like whoever he's with, he's just trashing. I mean, yeah. and then the proposal, you guys, like.
2: I've uh, never felt fewer emotions, and I'm a huge sucker. Is disgust an
1: emotion?
0: Yeah, I'm mean, a yeah, huge sucker, sure. too. I always get into the end, but it's like, no, 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 no. You can't. I mean, even with Jason and Molly, I was like, yeah. I felt like, oh, my God, this is like emerging and. He really is troubled by it, and he he cried so much during that finale. I know that like we shouldn't judge people by everyone expresses emotions in different ways, but yes. he, this bro did not shed a tear the entire season. That is weird. That is weird. He's a sociopath. The most emotional he got was when he was being rejected, like by Jacqueline. Oh, did he cry during that?
1: He, he got misty, and for he sure. cried when Becca and he M begged left. her not to leave. And I think he did feel similarly with Becca, like it wasn't fair that he couldn't have her. Like there was a certain degree of like peak instead of sadness that I don't know. It all just really bothered me. And the fact that when he sent Lauren home, that was such a striking contrast to when Jason sent Molly home that. You mean. Oh, oh, yeah. Because in that moment, you see Jason being like, "I, I feel like I've made the right decision and yet I'm having this overwhelming emotional feeling of sadness and Ari sent Lauren home and it was sort of like I made my choice so bye I did I have to say I liked
0: what Jason had to say last night though yeah because like it was a reminder in this moment where we were feeling really fired up of like listen do you remember when that happened with Jason he was public enemy number one like he was the worst piece of scum alive and now we're like yay him and Molly (laughs) like I don't I just don't yeah. know if that will happen with Ari because of the way he treated back. And I certainly think that if this
2: plays out and Ari and Lauren kind of exit the spotlight and have their time together and end up being a really beautiful, successful couple, people will come back around. That's mm-hmm. just how this works. I of and I wanna be really clear that none of my criticism of him is actually that he broke up with Becca right, and pursued Lauren. That is actually the kinder thing to do if you have that realization. It is a hard position to be in for The Bachelor. There is a ton of pressure to deliver that fairy tale ending. You are hyper aware that the public is going to be scrutinizing you, that the network's going to be scrutinizing you. I actually understand that. It's about the way that you handle yourself and the respect that you show to the two people who you are involving in this very public, messy, romantic thing. Yeah. And I feel like Jason had a lot more of that respect and showed showed that it pained him and it pained him on behalf of these two women whereas Ari everything he said felt incredibly selfish or lip service to reassure Lauren but not even in a way that felt particularly empathetic towards what she might be going through I don't know it was just very weird and I wanted to connect to it and I didn't and Mm -hmm. that made me Sad because I
0: like to feel something. Yeah, that's something. my favorite part. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, dark, but like, <laughs> I love when they're like, I I love feeling that. Like, oh my god! And despite all the odds, all the crazy shit that I know happens on the show to make these people feel this way, I want it to work out. And when she just was like, definitely, I was like, that is not how one receives a proposal. Oh, they were already
1: engaged. That's what, is that true? That's what, I mean, I've read that several places. I oh, also I feel like that. she did not she seem surprised at all. Yeah, she knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. So yeah. it just felt like a little performance they put on for us, which I can't imagine why you would want to do that given how we just saw what happened to his other proposals two months ago. Like, what why parents, would you want to associate dude? your re- relationship more with? with that and also and you par- you oh. know
2: that the new bachelorette's being like to put lauren's proposal just for lauren's sake to put her romantic story further embedded with this other story is kind of cruel it would have I mean, been i think she wanted it though. I think that's true maybe too. they both wanted it but i think even <laughs> from a even from a branding and pr perspective it would have been smarter to just show up and say we're committed e- to each other we're yeah. building a life together and then in a month say like we still love each other. Yeah. We're just we've decided to get like, engaged. It makes
1: me feel like Ari is still playing dress up with the 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 fairy tale. Like he, he literally said he wanted his fairy tale ending. Fine. Women say love that is too. Patient. I'm love not is gonna kind. judge. However, okay and also <laughs> I'm pissed what, at him because proposal. I love that reading and I <laughs> read it at my mom's funeral and Ari is ruining it for me. Oh god. But like it, I have so much anger in my heart right now. <laughs> I've never
2: seen Claire this fired like, up. I
1: I can't imagine why you would want to further associate your relationship with with the the tackiness of how the end of this season has played out, and it, it creates the impression that you're
0: still just trying to like slot a woman in there, right. and that you're under the thumb of the show. Frankly, yeah. I mean, all right, well, we all is. seem like over Ari. <laughs> Do you think Becca is going to be a good Bachelorette? I'm
1: optimistic. I'm kind of excited for her. And Claire and yeah. I are
0: dead silent. <laughs> you are not.
1: I mean, I'm a little nervous because it really annoys me that she has a catchphrase already. What is it? Let's do the damn thing. Oh, that she said it twice. She says damn it's her a Twitter lot. bio. It is. Yes, Caroline also said it in regard to Becca oh, being bachelorette. Twitter bio,
0: no. It says, "Let's do the
1: damn thing." TM.
0: <gasps> Does it? Yes. <laughs>
1: You guys, I don't dislike Becca, but I'm worried that we are going to be saturated with damn things this whole season. That that scares me. All
0: right. Well, that aside, I mean, I just hope that she's, like, a little bit more lively. Like, mm. you know, I miss, like, a Caitlyn. Like, I want someone fun to watch. Caitlyn is, like, the only bachelorette who's
1: ever been like that.
0: Jillian. Jillian. Okay, I wasn't watching yet by then. Canadians bring, that, bring it down for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I don't think Canadians really understand so much what it's like to be on American national television. They seem more (laughs) unguarded. They're like, sure, I'm here. Who's really paying attention? Everyone is paying attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. I
2: I also hope that we see some more personality from her. I did think that the way she handled herself during the breakup indicated that she can be decisive. Uh She knows how to talk about her feelings. She can express herself during times of stress really, really well. And- we saw none of that from Ari. So I think either way, it'll be a vast improvement. Um, she seems to, you know, have her life together, know the things that she wants.
0: I just—do we know that much about her, like, other than her I really don't her think ex. Like we got
1: to see much of her this season. Her dates were always edited down in these really weird ways where we didn't get to see her really say much. Even by the end, I just felt like we had barely— Heard right, I think about in the her. breakup
2: episodes we sort of saw
1: the most of her
2: right. and the most personality. But I, it does make me wonder whether part of it is that her
0: her dynamic with Ari sort of deadened her. But like the thing is, I mean, she also I remember thinking from the beginning like Becca does not really jump out to me, and then she's just up against Lauren, so of course I thought she was more interesting to watch, you know. Right. But like I don't know, does that a bachelorette make? It?
2: I think we'll see. I think it depends who they've who they cast for the season, how she interacts with them. And if she can deliver some of those, like, drawing-the-line moments that we had from Rachel, which were really fun to watch, then I think she'll be okay. I mean, she also, or she could be really boring. I just don't yeah. think we know until it starts. Because someone like Andy, for example, who I loved on Juan Pablo's season, right. I think she was, you know, she's uh, was is sort of a controlled person. And so when she was in the
0: driver's seat... She was a little bit, had less of that personality. Yeah, I so said, you don't
2: know how people are going to react that's true. to it. I've
0: said that like time and time again. Like, the women who I think on paper, I'm like, I would love to hang out with her, like Andy, don't do as well on TV because they're yeah. just like, they're too smart. <laughs> they think about it too much, you know? Like, which isn't good for The Bachelor.
1: Yeah, I think it's really hard to find that magical, <clears throat> like, that magical combination of personality traits that make someone pop on TV. And I do always look at, like, Ben Higgins, and I think on paper it doesn't make any sense to me that he was fun to watch, and yet I always had a lot of fun watching him. Right. He just has that kind of, like, host-style quality that you need from – a lead and even if someone's really smart has a lot of personality if they don't have that natural hosting like vibe they don't come off right as the lead
0: i have to say like i've never encountered a man who appeals to so many women other than men yeah is. there is something yeah. it's
1: very confusing to me i don't even know
0: i can't I mean, even to me quite it's not
1: even romantic he reminds me of a younger brother but that which is like not <laughs> romantic at all but i do just like what
0: i like watching him I just came from um, an interview with Nikki Glaser, who's a big Bachelor <laughs> fan, and she said that she is such a crush on Ben that she, um, had, she reached out to Alon, who's a producer on the show, and asked that when she, go, she went to Denver for a comedy show, that he reach out to her and see if they could go on a date. And it didn't work out. And she was like, but did you tell him that I'm, like, the comedian Nikki Glaser and, like, I'm interested in him and I kind of look like a different version of Lauren? And um, she was like – and he was like, no, I was trying to, like, play it low-key for you. Um, So she went back to Denver and, again, it didn't work out. And so uh, he – she Alan did relay that okay it's Nikki Glazer and she wanted him to get that message because if he started following her on Twitter she would feel like oh he was like interested and they could flirt and oh my he God. never followed her
1: dating in the modern yes. era is a lot i know i mean that's a real loss for ben honestly i agree <laughs> i was like sliding those DMs she's like i would if you followed me <laughs> I can't see Ben with a comedian. I don't think that's his personality type. Me either. Sorry, Nikki. I think you know <laughs> he likes a like
2: a bland blonde woman.
1: Someone you with, said Someone it. listen. Someone who runs a style blog. I don't know. I, that's that's who I see him with. Um,
0: but I'd like to think more of him.
1: I, know. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just don't think he'd be. I think that his personality would get drowned out by someone with a really strong comedic. I think voice. He, he's a lot of, you know, women friends with very strong personalities. So that true. does speak well for him. That's very yeah.
0: true. Ashley, yeah.
2: <laughs> strong
1: personality. Very strong.
0: And Juliet
2: Littman. Yeah. You know, another podcaster. They
0: have a good dynamic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um I yeah, and Yuki
1: the most important
0: Yuki. Do we is is Yuki going to come on Paradise? Do you think? I would be surprised. Really?
1: I just. I. It seems like she doesn't because she needs to mostly work through an interpreter. Doesn't really stand much of a chance in a dating competition. And The Bachelor in Paradise is so much more ruthless in that sense. What if she learned more English? She better get on it. <laughs> she better Rosetta Stone that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. need we need more Yuki. Um, I mean, I would enjoy watching her in any yeah. format. So I think that she benefited from the fact that so much of Winter Games was just about how they all liked hanging out together. And, and that's why yeah. I
2: liked the show so
0: much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should uh, do um, Paradise and, like, all of the international franchises, too, so that they can all get to experience that. Yes. Um, are you guys surprised—sorry, going way back to the episode—are you surprised that we didn't see Ari— Asking Lauren's parents, yes,
0: to, if he could like re-enter her life. I thought that, I thought
1: that was going to be a big part of too. this episode.
0: Well, but then yeah, and obviously he has some relationship with them since all four yeah. of the parents were there. Would you yeah. uh, like stilted, like awkward hug? Like, yeah, I wonder if is like that
2: where he was like, I draw the line and I put my foot down. I will not but I talk feel like to the Lauren parents. Lauren would have huh? wanted
1: that. Like she's so maybe the parents <clears throat> wouldn't talk to him. Or
2: I wonder if they had a phone call or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I was surprised. I thought that her parents were going to be at the house.
0: Wait, didn't he already get—actually, he technically already got the permission.
1: Yeah, but then they were like, if you hurt her, we'll find you and murder you and bury you under the ground or something. I'm (laughs) paraphrasing. But so, like, after he broke her heart and she literally had to move— home back with her parents because she was so devastated by she this breakup have
0: apartment what's her job
1: she, i'm not
2: sure i what, don't remember like, but she was like, working and living in dallas i believe something like software sales. that or is something. why she
0: and tia
1: and raven and adam were all together for new Year's. but she uh, told and that's when ari slid into her DMs in that conversation that the, the breakup was so hard on her and she felt so alone and couldn't talk to her friends about it that she took a leave from moved work. Moved back home. Moved home to, to live with her family for a while So because she couldn't cope emotionally
0: otherwise. Do you think that's true? Like, do we underestimate how devastating this stuff is on these people? I believe that I believe you can that... be incredibly devastated. Oh, yeah. especially, yeah. especially
2: if you get to the final two and you have fully... Put yourself in a position where you are imagining a future and an engagement with someone. Like, that is—that must be so difficult and to not be able to talk to a lot of people about it. Like, if I go through a
1: breakup, I want to talk to everyone I fucking encounter about it. So that— And And it's not on TV. (laughs) This is going to might be a cell phone. But I I relate to Lauren a little bit more than all the other girls because she seems very reserved. She it's not that she didn't have friends in the house, but it seems like she isn't great at forming those really quick or sisters now bonds. And so the only people she can talk to about this breakup are really other people who are on the show and like her immediate family. Mm -hmm. So the other people on the show are resources, but because I think she had a hard time bonding with them, they might not be the people. She- like, I would never want my breakup support team to be a group of women I met a month ago, even if we spent all our time together. I would want it to be like my best friend from high school. Like, I would want it think, to be. Like, I, would tell, I would tell my best friend from high school. Yeah, maybe. I wonder, like, how locked down she
0: was. I mean, she's very quiet in general, so yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, also, if you are very, very close with your family, I can see wanting that to be a support system and just wanting to be, you know, even in a physical space, in a home with people that you could speak freely about this Now stuff that we're with. thinking
0: back, and I am just thinking about how hesitant her mom was on that hometown, and I'm like, wow, for her to show up in the audience and be supportive, that is a big leap. Yeah.
2: I mean... He must have spent time with them in the interim and, like, yeah. really made a good impression.
0: Do you guys think dad? that they're gonna work out i don't like to
2: make these predictions i hope so you know for anyone who gets together on these shows i'm always like i i hope you work out because you go through a lot and especially these two and especially lauren is getting a lot of you know taking a lot of flack um and especially for lauren like uh, based on something she didn't even do so i i
1: hope for mostly for her sake that this does work out. My big concern but for Lauren, we'll see. my biggest concern for Lauren <laughs> is that he won't dump her again. Or, yeah, <laughs> he has dumped her before, that he won't dump her again, that they will get married, and that he's just a shady dude. Like, we've that's heard that he's too. shady in his like, past that's relationships. A really good point. The, the way he made this overnight. transition was shady. There just seems to be a lot of inability to be loyal there that I don't want Lauren to, like, have an unhappy
0: marriage. On the plus side, unlike most bachelors who come off the show and, like, have women, like, you know, pi- like, pining after them, I don't think a lot of people want to be with Ari. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. That's true. I... Actually, that's true. Yeah. no, you know. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. There are. Probably fewer than usual. Fewer, but fewer let, than usual, but Serial still, killers get married in yeah. prison, so there will be some. There will be some who will go for it.
2: Apparently, Courtney Robertson is going on Reality C's podcast. I know, C's I can't podcast. wait to hear what she has uh, to say. I She's believe been this on it before, hasn't she? Yeah, but to talk specifically about Ari. Uh, <laughs> so I'm yeah. I'm just interested to hear her her take on all of this. I mean, look, I hope, I hope
1: Ari is committed to Lauren and isn't an asshole to her because— yeah. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about Becca and uh, Ari's confrontation on the couch at After the Final Rose. Yes. Did you think
0: that she should have, like, told him off a little bit?
1: I think because she knew she was going to be announced as The Bachelorette,
2: that she was almost obligated not to and to appear- What, to endear herself to to people early on? Yeah, to modulate her anger and be like, I'm settled. What you've done- I." My storyline is fine. I have moved on. I'm above it yeah. all. Because she she, she, needs, she needs to, need to make ready.
0: the case. And to show she's a thousand percent over it. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: She needs to seem ready to date a bunch of other dudes and maybe get engaged. But I do think it was frustrating for a lot of people who were so angry on her behalf about something we just saw that we wanted her to voice that for us. We got that more instead from the other Becca and her other friends who... The other
0: Becca was really on
1: one last night. Yeah. She's, she's a little... So... on Twitter as well. She's just <laughs> She's been, going been off. dragging Ari to hell. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get it. If I had just seen that and Becca was my friend, I would be even more angry, and I'm very angry at Ari, so... I understood, but um, it also was a funny contrast to Kendall, who was like, "I think everyone should have love, and if Ari and Lauren also, it was like, yes, this actually perfectly tracks with their personalities, right? One hundred percent." Um, What I thought was interesting about Ari and Lauren or God, Ari and Becca's conversation is that she kept asking him questions and he would act as though he was responding to them. But instead, he would just not respond to them at all. Like she'd be like, so when did you know that it was definitely over with me? And he would say, well, you know, going back to the day of the proposal, I definitely had some feelings of confusion. And then I did talk to Lauren on January 1st. And eventually I decided. And it's like, no, she knows that already she asked when you knew. Ari and had you about managed four to planned say, lines. He had his talking points. He just picked the one that seemed to most closely fit the question that he'd been asked, and he would just slot it in. He's so done, nothing some, done some media training between the, the breakup and now. Right. Apparently.
0: I mean, how true do you think it is um, that he really felt immense pressure to do this? Like, should we... Give him a little bit of a break because we don't know what it's like to have producers and all of America's expectations on you to like drop a knee. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure. That doesn't mean that it was
1: the right decision or or unavoidable. Like that he could have he not. Put they can't make him could've. do anything. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, and I said this
2: on yesterday's podcast, but I think a lot of it is that I don't perceive Ari to have a really clear sense of self or a lot of strength in his convictions and i think that sort of malleability or that made him pretty malleable to what production wanted those that was clearly his support system and they designed it that way and i believe that he felt a lot of pressure and i don't believe he felt enough confidence in his own convictions to make a decision that was different until it felt imperative and he was on track to you know, being in this very serious engagement with someone that he realized he didn't want to be with.
1: Right. And I think Molly uh, Masnick pointed this out on Twitter that although we see him talking to Jason for advice that happened after all of this played out, he was really asking Jason in the end for advice on media management of the situation. Why? And Molly was sort of like, why didn't he reach out to someone who had done it before, before he did it to see, what the best way right, would be. If he's be, sliding to Lauren's DMs, he certainly could have slid into Jason or Molly's DMs. Because it DMs. seems like he got all of his guidance on what the best thing for everyone would be from production and failed to really take into account their unique imperatives and their
0: motivations. Which is funny now that he's, I've heard, so over ABC. pissed at sure. Like, done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you— why would you believe them that this was the right way and to Robert do it? And Robert Mills said as much in
2: an interview. He gave an interview where he was like, yeah, of, of course that's what we wanted him to do because we wanted
1: to get that footage and tell that story. He's like, but we can't force him. So yeah, right. it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like he just does what people suggest to him. And then he's like, why didn't you guys warn me about all the negative consequences? Well, because then you wouldn't have done the thing they wanted. Like, he's so easy to manipulate. Um. Which is funny because he's, I think, also kind of manipulative himself, so.
0: In a, yeah, I know. I was talking about that with my friends. It's like, he's the scariest kind of manip- manipulator because you're like, wait, I had no idea he was even doing anything. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Suddenly, like, drops this. Bi- like, he, he delivers things with so little emotion that it's like, you don't think he could even be plotting something right. out. Yeah. And he doesn't seem that. Smart, like it's like
1: it's not like he's like playing 14 dimensional chess, but (laughs) I had this conversation, sort of an argument, actually, with my husband about whether he was manipulative or whether he really felt the things. And I was like, those are not mutually exclusive. Right. Just because he felt those things doesn't mean that he didn't handle them in a way that manipulated other people to get the outcomes he wanted. And, like, the fact that you really felt like you should pick Becca and then you really felt like you wanted Lauren instead doesn't mean that you didn't manipulate them because of those feelings. Or even use your genuine feelings to get what you wanted from them. So those are just – I don't see why those are in opposition. I do believe that Ari really felt these things. And I also believe that he was manipulative and how this played out. I think those are completely – I would agree with that assessment. And that's partly why I think he's able to be so manipulative without getting called on it that much because it seems like he's, like, being genuine and, like, he's not plotting. And he's not plotting and he is being genuine, but he's – yeah, still manipulating Maybe he's just people. more
2: selfish than anything. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: I think a lot of it comes from selfishness, and he
0: I do think he struggles with empathy a little bit. Right. I mean, it's like when you say, you know, I hate that I hurt you, it's like I literally believe none, nothing you're saying. Yeah. He's so bad at, like, being convinced. Also, it's- I believe
2: that he hates that he hurt someone else because he knows that makes him, him bad. Look bad. Right. But I, mean, I don't think he hates that he hurt someone because he can empathize with the pain he might have caused. Yeah. Right. No.
1: Yeah. He even said some like when he was driving away um, from the breakup, he said some things like, I hate this for her. And I was like, that is the most detached way I've ever heard someone say I feel horrible for breaking her heart. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I hate that thing over there that is connected to that person. It's a like the parts aren't linking up for him emotionally. And I. I don't know if it's because he's just very reserved or if he's not thinking that much about what Becca's feeling, but it was really unsettling to watch. Um, And we should also mention that if you donated money to get Becca a drink, that is all going to
0: a cancer charity. So That's cool. Thanks, guys. Um, What about the billboards? Um, Yeah, let's talk about those billboards. Uh, Okay, so I reached out to the billboard company yesterday. (laughs) There are 17 billboards.
2: What? Okay. Can you and tell everyone Tem- listening what, oh, what yeah, the billboards Tempe. are and where they are?
0: So yesterday, these billboards popped up. Um, Seventeen of them. One in Times Square. Four in L.A. And the rest it's, were back I like, want to lives. go to Times Square just mm-hmm. to see. I it. have a picture of it. I'll show you so, after, right? <laughs> Um... And apparently, you know, the billboard company would just say an anonymous group of fans decided to support Becca and pay for these seventeen billboards. A that's billboard so in much Times square—that's yeah. what a million dollars at least in total. Yeah. This okay. Seems- fans are just tossing their money. Yeah. That's and then I liked how Chris Harrison on the after show was like, "Have you heard about the billboards?" It's like, hmm. You have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He knew about them very early on. I mean, it's it is really absurd to think that there's like, where's this group of extremely moneyed? That have all found each other. There are a few more
0: like hardcore fans than us three. And I ain't tossing that my fucking dollars at (laughs) that shit. No. Also, like
1: raising six thousand dollars for Becca to get wine isn't even that like you can raise a lot of money real quickly with the kind of platform that <laughs> the bachelor has so and they only raise six thousand so i do not believe that there's another group of fans that raised a million to put up all these billboards right we don't know how much it is but i would assume it's a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah way, way it's more than six thousand. to put
2: a billboard in times square
1: no. i know that much yeah <laughs> i mean it's just. I want to know.
2: I want to know. A group I know of I passionate fans who
1: have a strong investment in <laughs> selling Becca as America's sweetheart. Okay. Amy's doing real time reporting right now. <laughs> this is how it works, folks. <laughs> the, <process. laughs> the magic. Um, Should we go a
2: little bit into the start of. Becca's oh, yeah. Bachelorette season,
0: which I really don't want them to keep yeah. making a thing. Yeah, stop. Stop. Stop, stop. it. Stop. It's interesting. Like, and I heard they think some of the guys who were on it are real contenders well, from last night. But well, they, they were for in... Rachel's season yeah. two. Who Eric was, was, on Eric was Eric, one of them. Was. Yeah.
2: Wasn't it like Josiah? Yeah, but he was certainly a character. I was surprised it wasn't throwaway guys. It wasn't people who like made no impression. Yeah. It never is. I mean, I
0: just am like, I'm not ready for this. Like, let yeah. me process. Exactly. All of the, the Becca thing.
1: wasn't ready. No. And one of the things I thought, I think that they train out of them a little bit before the series actually starts filming, but clearly hadn't been done for her yet, was not to do that thing that especially women feel they should do of like, back-channeling, like, supportiveness to your in the person you're talking to. So, like, every time he said one thing, she would be like, oh, yeah, totally, you too. I love your shirt. <laughs> and I was like, as the lead, you're supposed to just sort of listen to what they say and then be like, thank you so much. It's so but nice it to meet you. But it was very awkward, they and they were, talking, that out. A- they were yeah. talking a lot, so I well, understand a, her instinct. Much That's like guy, <laughs> He could not stop but talking. But he was real cute. He was very cute. And I loved the accent. And then it just kept going. And I was like, please get off the stage. I can't take this.
0: And he, like, didn't know where to go. And he, like, stood for applause. I was like, "Nope, No, 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 no. This sort of happened with Rachel's
2: guys, too, because they don't seem to direct them as to, like, go here and then that's how you exit. They're just like, yeah. Throw, throw him on Yeah. god, I television. strongly
0: dislike that because I remember last time, by the time the premiere rolled around, I wasn't like, I was like, wait, was that guy on? Like, It's not like this yeah. is some huge memory or you're rooting for them or something. It's and then just... it's like,
1: does the banjo guy bring a banjo again? Yes. Does the horse yeah, guy absolutely. bring a horse yes. again? He's used his
2: gimmick. It's cruel.
0: The but horse yeah, thing especially. Again. You
1: can't do the horse gimmick again. That's true. But the banjo guy will bring it to the you. house. I'm sure he will. I like... Maybe they'll do James Taylor style singing around some... the pool. Four, he was good, four though. He cute was guys. Good guy. Four, four cute ones. I mean, they were all, they all cute. Fine. I will say the the third one who came out, his gimmick was openly ogling her. Oh yeah, that was a oh, lot. Oh, the one where he
0: stopped and put his hand on his chin, and I was yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Like, like, okay, okay, mm, sir. Mm. Gross. And like he
1: kept being like, look at that, that's like pointing at her face, and being like, that's gonna be me. Like I'm gonna have that, and she was, she like, was like,
0: well, I don't know. <laughs> signs are pointing to not. Likely. Isn't it so fun? Like, just the start. I think one thing that does get really emphasized when they have the four guys or whatever, guys from the new season come on at the end is like how truly insane this is. Like, this girl <laughs> went from being like us and then suddenly everyone thinks she's amazing just because the show has said so. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's weird. I and sense yet that we you will feel, buy into
2: it in, yeah. in some way. Which is literally what your book explores. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) I feel like Amy is resentful that this has never happened to one of us. Dude, I say just as as I want to be on the show, please. I know. That reading is very much important. There also is
2: no one that the show would uh, be less enthusiastic to have on the show than someone who has spent
1: this much time and energy analyzing how it's made. Right. Can you imagine (laughs) me
0: sitting in an (laughs) ITM? Like I'm not saying that. No, no,
1: I see what you're doing. No, right. I I know all about this. Uh-huh. Okay. You're gonna and I'm not on my invite period. That. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um no, I won't talk about my dead relative because I know you're going to use this to make it seem like I'm crying over
0: Aries. But you know what the scary thing is is like I don't think even us three would be immune oh, to oh, the no. I always no, no, say no. it would
2: be a complete nightmare on this show. Cuz I would I would get anxious. I would certainly cry a lot. I probably would th- I would get too close to a producer they would be able to bait me into making yeah. a sarcastic joke that would sound like a bitchy comment like yeah. I would just be a nightmare in every way and
1: I know how I know yeah. a lot about the way the sausage is I'm made Also, like I'm a super friend Zony sort of person like I don't like to go for the guy everyone's going for I would definitely fall in love with a cameraman <laughs> and they would have to like sit me down and be like you are harassing our cameraman Your and character. also you so have to Papa leave of, yes. no I mean like
0: or yeah, actually
2: also- I'd fade into the background and be someone that was there for like three nights and no one noticed it would be one extreme or or the other yeah Yeah. i
0: mean you don't yeah i would feel like so insecure being around all of those beautiful women that i think i would do the same as you like i don't even have a chance like i don't even have a chance just like bye like Yeah. yeah
1: That dude seems much more friendly. He's always talking to me in between takes. I just, I feel yeah, like I'd I can make this happen. fall in
2: love with one of the producers.
1: <laughs> or Totally. Like a cameraman. Yeah. He really cares about what I'm thinking. He keeps Seems asking. more my
2: speed, too. Like, <laughs> I totally. can't date this, like, chiseled, yeah, like, tall, I don't know, former athlete or whatever.
0: <laughs> do you think even women who, um or men who are not savvy with the show, even just a little bit now, are going to be like, so, you just said I, you love me, but, like, Promise me you haven't sent that to someone else. (laughs)
1: That was my thing with Ari was I remember how absolutely shocked Jojo and Lauren were that Ben said he loved them. Lauren and Becca did not seem quite that shocked, but they did still sort of. Lauren seemed much more oblivious to the possibility that he might also be in love with Becca. Mm-hmm. Becca was like, I know he could be in love with someone oh, else. well,
0: because all they did was talk about Lauren with the family and yeah. everything. That poor girl. Lauren
1: was the focus of her relationship with Ari. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that Ben got a lot of mileage with both women out of the fact that they thought it wasn't possible to do that. And every time it happens, it's going to mean less and less. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Man, I was just rewatching some of the uh early like what right around the premiere stuff are like ari's promotional interviews and it's so weird how because he's in in the middle of a crisis about how he when did made he made a mistake up? like around the premiere like january yeah very early january that's so true yeah so people would be like oh are you happily engaged and he'd be like i can't really answer that or they'd be like, How did you make your final choice? And he'd be like, I don't know, I just had to like be sort of logical and like think it through. I mean <sighs> you could tell
0: when he was in the final weeks being like, I just wanna make the right choice. Like it was a test or something. Like Yeah. There what is the right choice? Like, maybe he actually should have gone more with it. Obviously, he should have gone more with his feelings than one on paper. Yeah, was right. He he just really wanted to impress America with how grown
1: up, mature man he is now. That worked out well. Yeah, Yeah. real well. Always does. Um, So, are we done with this episode? Yeah, I think we we are. We handled it. I think we are ready and to move on. (laughs) Can you leave that in, please? (laughs) Nick leaves everything (laughs) in. (laughs) We have a very, you know. Free flowing cinema verite sort of
0: style here. Yeah, but yes,
2: I personally am ready to close the door. It's been real. Um,
0: I literally won't miss you at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I won't follow you on Instagram. I won't even know if you decide to shell for flat tummy tea. Yeah, I wish.
0: Lauren, the best, and uh, <laughs> thank you, Ari, for having on. and delivering the most dramatic finale ever on the day of my book release. I do appreciate. Yeah, that.
2: you know what? I you are one of the first people that I thought of when this all went I'm a down. Beneficiary, <laughs> yeah. yeah was like you know what? Well done, Ari, for the sake of my friend Amy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back to talk to Amy Kaufman about her amazing new book. Okay,
2: so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next.
1: If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola.
2: With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even
1: taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the
2: go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you,
1: Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also
2: means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily I can do something about that with factor, especially because they have so many meal options like protein plus keto, vegetarian,
1: QUINCE.com slash LTSI. Article believes in delightful design for every home.
2: And thanks to their online only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic also can withstand a whole lot of rain.
1: So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
2: They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To
1: claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI
2: for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
1: Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability
2: to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and
1: one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat.
2: And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house.
1: Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter, and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go
2: to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy.
1: That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy.
2: Prettylitter.com slash
1: LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. We want to give you a heads up that we'll be in Austin for South by Southwest this Saturday. We're thrilled to be a part of this year's South by Southwest Festival, doing a live
2: episode of Here to Make Friends at the South by Southwest podcast stage at the Fairmont Hotel on March 10th.
1: South by Southwest has been helping creative people achieve their goals for over 30 years. From emerging artists to groundbreaking thinkers, South by Southwest is the place where new ideas develop and
2: amazing discoveries are made.
1: If you want to come see us live, visit southbysouthwest.com. That's SXSW dot com, where you can purchase a badge to see not only us, but all the inspiring conference sessions, music, films, and other awesome stuff they're doing. And yeah, so you wrote a book. It's
2: called Bachelor Nation. Very apropos. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a really, really, really fascinating read. So juicy. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, That's our whole feelings about it. Um, I
0: was going to let you ask the question. Well, first you guys question. are Bachelor experts, so that is important that you think Oh, is and a I guess juicy. I'm a little
2: biased because they actually spoke to you a bit for the book, and we <laughs> yes. also get a shout-out in it, so uh-huh. uh, I was already primed. But no, it's actually—it was an extremely interesting read. It had a lot of information, things that I vaguely knew but hadn't heard confirmed. You do a really wonderful job of situating— um the bachelor within the history of these kind of shows and i just thought it was fascinating so it's so I, funny
0: what you just said like the vaguely heard but i mean so many people sometimes like the the negative commenters will be like like i've heard that or like that was on unreal i'm like do you understand how journalism works like, <laughs> like with the me too stuff people would be like well i always heard that like blah 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 was sleazy it's like yes but like until you have vetted that out it it's just a rumor. Yeah. People don't care right. about fake. It's like, yeah. Well, it's like care.
1: they want you to be writing like the celebrity tell-all where all the things that no one has ever found out about your life, you're suddenly going to air like your secret juicy opinions on things and like weird like private hookups you've had. And like journalism is really largely confirming rumors and like <clears> – <throat> And not that per se, but there is a lot of stuff that I didn't really know. So maybe absolutely, I'm just, and there's a lot of that and there's a lot heard. of
2: context to a lot of things. Like I just think it is a really, it was a really, really well done book. So mm-hmm. I have to ask, why decide to commit this much time and you know energy to writing a book about The Bachelor? I mean, obviously, I understand. Every day but...
0: Yeah, you guys <laughs> might be the only yeah. ones who get it. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, like, I I said this to um, another reporter, but, like, my parents, when I told them, I was like, I might write a book about The Bachelor. <laughs> and they were like, are you sure you want your first book to be about The Bachelor? And I was like, what are you saying? Because, <laughs> yes. um, you know, they're always like, write what you know. And it's like, I guess I know The Bachelor. Um, but then I was like, well, why am I ashamed of this? Like, millions of people are obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. And everyone who's obsessed with it that I... I really like and respect them. So um, it seems like a worthy cultural phenomenon to explore. And that's really where the starting point was.
1: Yeah. It's also like you really should have your first book be something that will definitely get read by a lot of people. Like, so I think this was the perfect place to start. Uh, So I'm always talking about this a little bit, but The Bachelor obviously isn't the first uh, dating show on American television. Uh, And you do such a great job of putting The Bachelor in context of how that whole um, genre evolved. Um, so how was The Bachelor made like possible by the dating show ecosystem?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the first um, dating show that a lot of people on television ever saw was The Dating Game, which started in the 60s, and I didn't know a lot about before I had, like, YouTubed the shit out of it. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, like, back then it was just super chaste, like, you know, uh, people on three stools asking questions, and, like, one behind a curtain, and you choose them, or whatever. Um, and then, down the line, I mean, it got to the point where Mike Fleiss, who's the creator, created the show called Who Wants to Be a Multimillionaire, which some listeners might remember, because we were, like, we were yeah. alive yeah i remember <laughs> yes um it was like a two-hour special that they had in vegas and there were 50 women who came was sort of like in a beauty pageant type thing um to compete for this guy who they said was a supposed millionaire um and then at the end of the two hours they got married so it was like a super sped up batch and um the problem was that the guy wasn't actually rich and he like had um a restraining order from an ex and, like, all his messy domestic situations. Um And so that, like, but it had, like, over, I forget, it, it was over 20 million viewers, something huge. And so basically that's where Fleiss, like, started. The Bachelor, he was like, clearly, even though this blew up, you know, with a background check, lack of background check. <laughs> we'll fix uh, that next time. Exactly. Uh, people are into this idea because it's, like, so voyeuristic and crazy. So let's just stretch it out and maybe see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That whole episode, my
1: jaw was on the floor reading that whole thing. But also in retrospect, what multimillionaire with a clean record (laughs) would agree to marry one of 50 random women on a live television event? I just like I feel like they should have known. I mean, duh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's how, I mean, and and that's just, like, before reality television was a thing even. So, like, they're really stepping out on a limb to, like, do this beyond the crazy <laughs> and concept. I they, like, didn't
1: even check. But um, obviously that had ta- <laughs> tapped
0: into
2: something yeah. really interesting. And why do you feel like The Bachelor, which has been on since 2002, is the franchise that stuck, whereas there's been a lot of other shows that popped up around the same time, Joe Millionaire... Mm-hmm. Um, blind date, blind date, next,
1: They're, all the classics, and even the
2: ones that are moderately successful now, like dating naked or like, but just don't have the same cultural cachet or longevity.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a hard question to answer, but I think it's a mixture of like the routine that they have a routine that they follow every time. Like we know we want the fantasy suites, we want the two on one, like the hometown dates. Like there are things we've come to expect, um, but at the same time, there are subtle changes, like the kind of guy who the first Bachelor was, Alex Michelle, is so foreign from even a Ben Higgins who's, like, a really sweet guy and, like, has strong faith and is just a software salesman. Like, that's all—that's all. That's all. The, I mean, that's what women <laughs> might be looking for now or, like, we see as a prize where, in, as in 2002, it was like, he has to be Harvard and Stanford educated and be, like, at the Boston Consulting <laughs> Group and, like, you know. Um, and I think it's, like, a reflection of how dating is evolving that we see with our— very eyes nice. yeah that's so true and I we uh,
1: watched Alex Michelle season one ABC posted it yeah we had never seen it before crazy right? how much his pedigree is touted and also he was kind of a dick I know and it was like it doesn't even matter he has a great career and went to Harvard so and now there's such a prime, I I think, placed on, yeah, personality
2: and compatibility. And there's these tropes that have developed over time. Uh, And I think what you said is really true, like the fact that there's a structure, but then it also makes it really possible for us to closely track those subtle changes Mm -hmm. and then extrapolate why those changes were made, what it says about the world around us that that change was made. There's just this large sample size to kind of compare anything to, and it makes it fascinating to pick apart.
0: Right. And even, th- and what's weird is like, even though it is, you know, I think people think of The Bachelor as pushing all these boundaries, like, obviously, this week there were a lot of people who were outraged by them filming Becca. At the same time, it's, like, pretty chaste. Like, it's Mm. not the VH1 or the MTV dating shows that just feel like literal drunken, like, paradise on steroids, you know? Like, this has—I think the sincerity aspect of it is a big thing that people like. Like, even though it's ridiculous and there are characters, they're wiped out by the end and we're focusing on something quote-unquote real.
1: What's interesting to me, like, watching Bachelor Winter Games is how— contestants from other like international franchises were shocked by the expectation yeah. of making out on TV of going into a fantasy suite where it's implied that they might have sex. So like our most chaste dating show to the rest of the <laughs> world is just a complete Bacchanal. I know. Like an orgy. <laughs> I found that so co- because I do associate The Bachelor with like old fashioned sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too.
0: I'm like they can close the door to the fantasy suite and perhaps we'll hear a noise but nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We heard them giggling. How racy. I know. <laughs> I, it used to actually be more racy I think. Like you remember Jillian in the hot tub? You didn't know, that, but like, no, they would I've be, gone like, back straddling.
1: Enough. Like, there was,
2: you know, there was a lot more intense hot tub action for like a period of time. I feel like yeah. Ben flannick
1: season had a lot of that too. Benny F. <laughs> gotta love him. It's hard for me to imagine. And I, you know, what I have watched Ben's season, and yet I still, in retrospect, I'm like, who wants to watch Ben make out with people intensely in a hot tub? Ben Flannick, yeah. Why does everyone hate him? I don't hate him. He and in fact he's closer than the normal bachelor type to someone
0: I would date. He, that's that's yeah. I think why I responded to him. Same mm-hmm. way with Andy, I'm like, okay, that seems like a normal guy that I would know. Yeah, he's not he's like, like, he's a like a weird, someone I would like, be friends a with. A macho or... Texan bar owner or something. But I'm
1: used to there being the people I watch make out on TV. They are beautiful celebrities, and then there are the people I would be friends with, and I don't want to make them watch them make out on TV. And th- there's a little bit of that divide that I think exists less in other cultures. Like if you watch British tv mm-hmm. it's so much more similar to seeing a real person but um yeah i i guess i saw ben as just too too relatable to to hump someone that's actually in a hot how tub. i saw
0: nick interesting
1: because i was, saw because he
0: started out like that yeah and by the time he was on the show yeah he'd like buffed up and look better but he was yeah. like
1: it, he needed to look like someone guy. who yeah. would make out on tv yeah nick's evolution on the show is has been something to see Yes. Um, um, yeah. So spe- speaking of some of <laughs> our favorite Bachelor alums, who, you got a lot of interviews. Who were your favorite people to talk to who had
0: been on the show? I love Claire Crawley. And I'm she's glad good. that she had the Bachelor Winter Games um, sort of comeback because I I I so enjoy talking to her. Like I thought she had a lot of perspective on her experience. Um, and she's someone that was a quick go-to for like a who's a crazy person on the bachelor you know <laughs> yeah. like people are like oh she talked to a raccoon like she put up with so much crap from Juan Pablo and, and like I think she actually has gained a lot of perspective um in the years since and uh you know hearing the way that they represented her sleeping with Juan Pablo in the ocean and all of that and you think like well why would she be with someone who treated her that way like it was just nice to hear someone Walk me through that. (laughs) What did she say about that? She said that, first of all, she did not sleep with him in the ocean. (laughs) A thousand percent. Um, And that, uh, I mean, I don't know how deep to get into this, but like, remember, this is a deep cut for for our real fans out there. When she um, got in the helicopter ride with him towards the end and um, they didn't film it, but he said something to her that was incredibly offensive and we just didn't know what it was. What it was, was he said, she said, like, okay, we're off camera. We're getting to the end. Can you give me a sense of, like, is this going to happen for us? Like, are we going to be together? And he was like, I don't know, but I really like effing you. Yeah. What a stand-up guy. Yep. Wow. What a freaking gem that, (laughs) that dude is. And so I was like, girl, why did you not walk away? But that just speaks to, like, where you are at in your head. Because you can't text, I can't text you and be like, dude, he said this, like, is that a deal breaker? Or like, <laughs> which I would think you would know, but you know, you have a producer to go to. And they're like, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're no, like, aren't you flattered that he liked having sex right, with like, you? <laughs> he liked
1: it. That's good. That's a compliment. Right. That means well, that's he wants to keep it. having yeah. sex with you for the rest of his life. She's <laughs> like, well, <you> he <laughs> thinks I'm hot. Like, you know. I mean, it's not not a compliment on right. its face. Just add a little bit of,
2: and <laughs> right. I would it's, also like it's to marry you. Con- contextually not a great comment. It's not that it's, like, bad always to tell someone you like sleeping with
1: them. Yeah. Like, that
2: can be a great compliment. But, yes, I think everyone gets, gets where we're going with that.
1: <laughs> well, also because he had that whole um, conversation with her after the ocean— where he said that it was disrespectful to his daughter that she took him into the ocean
0: with her. Yeah, he turned that around. Yeah, that was not Real, cool. oh, real That's slimy. where I really started God, to he hate sucks. him. sucks. Yeah, he's just the worst. I tried to get him so hard for the book, but he's never talked about. He's done. Well, that thing. was going to be our about. next question. Like, who did you wish that you would have gotten I to mean, speak I mean, so to? many people. But, like, I mean, Trista. because She's the OG. Oh, she yeah, yeah. she would to talk. talk. We like exchanged a few emails but then it just sort of dropped off like I feel like she might have asked for approval mm-hmm. um and I mean, obviously Alex Michelle too, who's like my white whale because he's he's disappeared and no one knows where he is, um, and he doesn't like even go to ABC reunions and stuff. So that was amazing. Well, it must have been the 20th anniversary of The Bachelor where they
1: had like a wedding special or something, and they brought all the bachelor, the old bachelor. that Sean and
2: Catherine's wedding where they yes. brought everyone
1: back. And, and, the they, did, and Tanner's they did Chris Harrison lot. did a little bit where he was like running
0: down the street trying to find Alex Michelle. Oh, yes, like, it was what amazing. happened, to Alex? I know I wanted Alex, and then. Um, Brad Womack, he, -hmm. because he was the first to reject people, but he wrote me back like the nicest email that I almost wasn't even mad. He was like so polite and he was like, dear Amy, thank you (laughs) so much for thinking of me. Like, he's like, the bachelor was a very interesting experience and like, I'm not saying it was bad, but I truly have tried to move on and like i'm having a you know i want to have a strong career and like i just can't say yes to this opportunity or something I was like, oh.
2: it is an opportunity you know, as a you. journalist you start to really appreciate the art of a kind rejection email.
0: indeed <laughs> i mean it was better than the people who were like pay me or i'll do it then like
1: like that's not how this, this works works Cool. Yeah. what is brad womack's career he owns like three bars in Texas. Okay. Yeah. It's very hard for me to get my head around the fact that he is not a country singer <laughs> based on his name. That's and so his true. And his visual. Wow. That is real. mixed with <laughs> Leanne Womack. Yes. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he sort of comes off like one when you first see him, but he is
0: not a country singer. I want a third time with Brad Womack.
1: <laughs> yes. Bring him back. Is he still single? He's not married, I don't think. We would have heard about it. <gasps> He's 45. Can't wait to see what 23-year-olds <gasps> they would bring on. Oh, my God. A 50-year-old batch. <laughs> oh, my God. That so Live for it. Live for it. <laughs> they would have to recruit from <laughs> the Our Time dating app for seniors, which they should. That would be amazing. I would watch a senior bachelor. 100%. 100%. Um, so have you heard at all from, like, ABC
0: or production about the book? I have not. The only thing I've heard is in articles I've done, which obviously good journalists did reach out to them about claims in my book, and it. I think, like, they told USA Today, um, we have no comment. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be their stance. They're trying to act like it doesn't exist, and I guess I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, speaking of those news articles, uh, one little tidbit that really blew up <laughs> This past week was that apparently the most common reason people are eliminated from the contestant pool is that
0: they have herpes.
1: Right. Was that really shocking to you? No, it wasn't.
0: I said that yeah. too. I didn't
1: feel like it was that surprising. No,
0: to Dutton, like when I because when I first saw the headline, I was like, oh, for the for the excerpt of the book, this came from an excerpt in the book, and they were like the most common STD on The Bachelor and, like, why people are rejected. And I was like, oh, that's salacious. Wish, yeah. Th- wish maybe that wasn't the also, choice. Also, the most common STD. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. So then, um, and then, like, it got so picked up. and But I actually thought there were some interesting takes out there that were, like, this isn't cool. This is contributing to the stigma about herpes. And, like, it's treatable. And, like, it's not fair to discriminate based on that. But it's, like, at the same time, you know, you're sleeping with people. I don't think you can really... But that would be interesting. Can you imagine a conversation between Ari is like, "We can go to the fantasy suite, but I need you to know <laughs> I have a stead." Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, that would be it. I thought it must be so hard to have anyone left because so many people have, have herpes. herpes, exactly. And also HPV. Do they filter out HPV or that? Just, you're on your own if you get HPV. on? I the don't Bachelor. know about that,
0: but that does make right, so many people. Don't they say one in so six? So have of course them. that's the top reason why, yeah. why you would be rejected. Right. That's why it wasn't surprising to me. Exactly. At all. I'm like, uh, oral herpes is, is incredibly common. I think yeah. back then, you know, like the person who it was the early days of the show and he was like 20. So he was like, oh, wow. OK. <laughs> a lot of people have there have herpes
1: that's something you should know as you enter the The adult dating world um and you know like it's clearly a lot of people have it so clearly a lot of people are living with it and doing just fine so don't freak out
0: (laughs) don't freak out the kid on the bachelor it's good yeah
2: um so so you obviously went into writing this book already knowing a lot about the subject that you were going to be writing about what is something that surprised you when you kind of really
0: dug into the research on the show Um, just like understanding the mindset more of like, why would you do like what we were just talking about with Claire? Like, why didn't you just walk off? Like what, what is wrong with you? Have some self-respect or like, why would you say I love you before you know you're ready? Like just understanding that this is not a normal world situation and that like you say things because you are in a crazy environment. And I guess I had more empathy for them because of that. And also just like understood how you could get to that place through a lot of not manipulation but convincing you know prodding friendship flirting a lot of things combined yeah well
2: you talk a little bit more because i that was one of the most interesting aspects of the book for me is kind of the mindset the way that the situations that are set up on the bachelor create a mindset that is primed for love like what can you go into that a little bit
0: Yeah. One of the most interesting things I learned was about this like bridge study where um, they basically it's like so the producers call the dates that we would never want to go on (laughs) 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 adrenaline dates. So that would be like the one Vanessa went on with the parabolic flight where she like vomited or like climbing up the side of a bridge or whatever bungee jumping Um, and that. I think you guys probably noticed after the couples do the couples who do those dates seem to bond in a way that like others don't. And that's because of literal things that are happening in our brain that were proven in this one study done many years ago um, where they had someone walk across a lower bridge. Men walk across a lower bridge and then walk across a much higher bridge. And at the end of it, they met a woman who had been placed there and had some sort of conversation with her and they ended up like. They got her number and stuff. Everyone was given her information. And they ended up calling the woman who they saw on the end of the high bridge. Like, almost all of them did. And no one from the lower bridge. Which is to say, like, you're, when your adrenaline is in that state, like, you, you feel like you're in love. You literally feel that way. So they are
2: literally crafting situations. Between that, between the fact that the producers are their only, you know, confidants. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just primed to emote. You're primed to be in this bubble where you're convinced that you're feeling these really intense, and I guess you are feeling these really intense emotions.
0: Yeah. And you guys know how it feels when you like are just infatuated with someone in the beginning. Like you don't feel sane sometimes because of all the chemicals and like feeling, you know, things that are happening in your brain. And it's, it's that plus all of the like, you know, producer stuff that just makes you go cry, cry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a toxic stew of
1: emotions. <laughs> did they really have any adrenaline dates on this season? They was didn't. it? I was thinking as yeah. you were saying
2: that that they did not. I, I wonder if Ari the, oh, demanded the bumper, date,
1: the bumper date. But that also was a group date. Like I That's feel true. like the a real. I, I think the they closest one when CN went. Um, windsurfing or whatever which we didn't even see, yeah, we any didn't footage really see of. it, and I don't think that it had that af- Sam didn't seem scared by it I think often the adrenaline date they pick someone who will be really psychologically affected by it um, so one question that you try to answer in the book is why do so many millions of people watch this show with so much dedication um, what would you guys I would love to hear your guys' <laughs> answer to that your We're not being interviewed
2: here. <laughs> oh. no. um, it's I, harder than you think, right? To yeah. It, it, it is, it is hard. And I always think that it's a handful of things. I think it can be um a, a really safe form of escapism where the stakes feel high, but they're actually low uh, with within the context of the world. You can sort of escape from the news mm-hmm. and feel like you're delving into someone else's narrative. Um I also think that there is some sort of really base appeal to seeing love and dating, which are incredibly complex and things that can cause people a lot of pain and turmoil, simplified down to a format where you you know you're going to
1: get an emotionally satisfying arc at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I have an answer. I think it's like being the fan of a sports team where you sit down to watch – You know with a certain degree of certainty what the structure is going to be of what you watch play out, but you will expect to be surprised by the results. And that, I think, is something that works to sustain sports fandoms. And then you start to identify with the community around it, and it becomes self-sustaining. I think that sort of played out with The Bachelor.
0: Yeah. I think there's, I mean, I agree with you. There's a lot of elements that go into it, but one of the big ones is that we're all This is something we've all gone through. Like we've all dated. We haven't gone on Survivor and tried to like, you know, build a fire. We haven't gone on Top Chef and like we're not gourmands. Um, But we all feel like we're experts when it comes to love. And so um, watching it unfold, we can always like have a point of comparison and be like, well, I would never do that or like like we were just I mean the whole time we've been discussing right like just what would you do if your guy if your guy dumped you and would you want to come back or sorry if, if you know what I mean yeah if you were Lauren would you get back with him and um, those are things we can imagine and scenarios we can imagine ourselves in so that makes it an easy and accessible watch and I think that that is a perfect note for us to wrap this up on um, Amy where can people find your book they can find it um, on Amazon. It's called Bachelor Nation, and you can find me on Twitter at Amy K in LA, and I'll be sharing any news about it. Not Amy Kinlaw. Nope. Everyone, <laughs> Amy Kins. Amy K in LA. I just got that. <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I see it
1: now. I see it so clearly. Well, thank you so much for coming here both to recap and talk about your book, Double Duty. Yay. Thanks, guys. This was a delight. Yeah. Come back anytime you're in New York.
0: Sounds good. I'll do it.
1: And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Amy Kaufman, and of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg. Now is a great time to find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts to subscribe and give us a rating. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find both Emma and I on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. Or you can send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with our recording from South by Southwest. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy.
1: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
2: Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down.
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's
2: entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just
1: fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
2: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
1: Visit betterhelp.com love to see it today to get 10% off your first month.
2: That's betterhelp, hel slash love to see it.